and welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. I'm always fascinated to talk to people who made the leap from a corporate career to treading their own path. And Lee Griffith is no example. I'm so pleased that I finally persuaded her to come and chat with me today. I hope you find the conversation interesting. Have a great listen and let me know. Hello and welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. I'm delighted each week to talk to um, an incredible woman, and this particular woman, I have basically bullied into coming onto the podcast because she kept saying, not yet, nearly, nearly, not yet, nearly. And then she had no more excuses. So she had to say yes to me. And I'm delighted that she did. I know our conversation is going to be a good one. Um, so Lee Griffiths is, sorry, it's not an S on the end. Lee Griffith. I knew I'd do that. It's the Welsh in me, see. Um, but Lee is the founder of Sunday Skies, which has probably... Uh, the logo I'm most jealous of, of all the companies and businesses um, that I know. And she's a business and personal development coach. And I am really looking forward to the conversation that we have where she can tell me more about what she does and the journey she took, because I think it's an interesting one. But now I will just say, hello, Lee, how are you? Hello, good afternoon. Day, day one of lockdown and I'm smiling, so that's good. <laughs> that's that's a good thing, isn't it? If you can say you're smiling on day one of lockdown, that's pretty good. We've both been, um, we had a little chat before we started recording, we were just saying how wonderful the supermarkets are empty. We've both had to nip out to the supermarket and have been overjoyed by, by that. So lockdown, not too we'll bad. Now, hey? We'll have jinxed it now, though. <laughs> yeah, that, is true. that is the problem. So, Lee, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. Yeah, so um, thank you for the introduction. And um, yes, you quite rightly have bullied me into being on this podcast. I mean, I uh, spent 20 years behind the scenes encouraging other people to do it. I, I um, you know, eventually unwillingly agreed that uh, to be interviewed. So um, thank you. Um, so yes, I founded uh, Sunday Skies, which is a, my new coaching business, which is very new. I only launched it on the 1st of October. Huge um, congratulations. Thank you. And it's a um, coaching and consultancy business trying to bring the, the two together to support senior leaders and business owners who really want to kind of up level their personal profile and their brand and their business. I'm sold already. It sounds amazing. And and what a time to launch, my goodness, 31st of October. So right between two lockdowns in the middle of a very crazy, confused world. Um, but how fantastic to have gone ahead and done that, because I think actually at the moment, that personal reflection and development is what a lot of people are looking for. Yeah, I am. I, um you know, in, in the first lockdown was really when I came up with the premise of the business and started to set it up and whatnot. And I was, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist by heart and um, was always waiting, wanted everything lined up in a row before before I went live. And um, just one day thought, Do you know what, sod it, I'm just going to launch it and it doesn't have to be perfect. And what will be will be. And it's not like everyone's going to know me on day one anyway so just get on and do it and I'm really pleased that I have because it's just allowed me to test and continue to kind of pivot and just change and adapt as, as I learn more about me and the business I want it to be and all that kind of stuff. 
Absolutely. It's almost sort of taking a, a dose of your own medicine, isn't it? As you develop yeah. as, as a leader in your new business, you'll be shaping it and working out what you want from it. So let's yeah. let's go back a bit because you actually left um, a role, a, quite a stable, steady role would be my my description of it, because we're, we're both ex-NHS pods for you. Um, so we know that at the moment, particularly, it's a, we're very fortunate to be in, in the NHS, where I certainly am. Um, but you were comms and PR professional for 20 years. Was all of that in the NHS, Lee? Um, predominantly, it's, it's always been public sector based. So I started off my PR kind of career as it were at Stansted Airport um, and then moved um, into the NHS and, and just never really thought it was going to be a lifetime thing but ended up being something that I fell in love with and I loved the making a difference I never wanted to do PR for cornflakes or something like that I just had no no motivation for me I wanted to feel like I was connected to making a difference somehow and um and the NHS absolutely ticked that box and and I loved my time there and I've loved what's given to me and how I've developed but yeah after 20 years it was time to kind of step away from that chapter and and do something completely different. So how did it feel to move away out of the corporate world and into your own business how how did that feel for you? Um, Well when I left the NHS I, I had literally had no plan. So setting up Sunday Skies wasn't on the horizon at that point. Um, I had, I was in quite a weird headspace, I say, when, when I decided to leave. I, I, um, my husband and I went on a very belated honeymoon to Hawaii and we were touring around, around the islands there and um, I hadn't realised how unwell I felt and um, I'd been doing a stupid commute. I was doing two and a half hours each way, getting up at 4.30 in the morning, um, not getting home till after eight o'clock. I was eating really poorly, not getting much sleep and just um, going away was the first time I really realised the, the impact that that was having on me kind of personally. And I spent the three weeks really thinking about, well, what am I going to do next? And what, you know, is this really what I want to continue doing? And what would the alternative be and all of that kind of stuff and I wouldn't say it was a surprise when I went on holiday that I was feeling like that because for, for some time I, I was starting to think what do I want to do next in my career but it, that was the first opportunity of kind of thinking space that I had um, and I chatted to, to my husband and um, realised that whilst I was continuing to do the commute and not have any kind of personal life and all of that kind of stuff I was never going to be able to explore what I really wanted to do next so um we we came back and within a week I quit my job and uh, had kind of two months notice and and the rest is history really. <laughs> wow so when you when you quit and you said you you obviously didn't have anything to go to because you didn't have Sunday Skies yet but did you have an inkling of an idea of what you wanted to do? No, um, and I, I had assumed that I was going to go into another job with another company, um, and I. But what I couldn't really work out was whether the feeling of despondency that I that I had was was that with the place I was working, was that with the sector? You know, was I kind of over the NHS? Was I over you know the the place that I was working at the time? 
Um, was I over PR and communications? You know, did I love that profession still? And I, and I couldn't put my finger on which which it was. So I couldn't really determine whether I wanted to do the same thing, but in a different place um, or whether I wanted to do something completely different. Um, there are a few things that I knew that, you know, I wanted to still maintain that feeling of um, making a difference and that feeling of being connected to other people and all of that. But I just, you know, I was sick of the politics. I was sick of the, the bureaucracy. Um, and I kind of thought, I, I don't, I just didn't know which, which it was. So taking the time off, um, and my husband just said to me, look, just get to a point of boredom at home, watch as much crappy TV that you want to, <laughs> eat all the food that you want to, you know, uh, get once you're bored, you'll start to figure out what it is that you want to do with your life. And, um, you know, it, it's been a, uh, it's been a year, but it, and it has been a challenging year with some kind of personal health issues and family health issues and, and whatnot. And then, then lockdown happened. Um, but in that time, I, I realised that actually, I just couldn't go back to doing a working for someone else and working that you know atypical Monday to Friday nine to five although in the type of role that I did and and the the level of seniority it never was just a nine to five Monday to Friday and but I just couldn't do it and I, I knew I needed something that gave me that flexibility in in kind of my life and and work so that's when I thought right well what can I do for myself that, that will get the best of what I want to do it's amazing and did you so it's really interesting is that I, I speak a lot about how when people can understand what their purposes or their values are it makes it much easier to say yes to things and no to things and to sort of know what your true north is and it's a really useful guide to help you make decisions and mm -hmm. if you know what your purpose is then you've got something to aim towards you obviously still had really strong values and, and a clearly developed sense of what you wanted to do and how you wanted to make a difference. But did it feel really scary sort of going, just letting go, I suppose, letting go and just saying goodbye to one thing without really knowing what you're doing? Did it feel like you were taking a big leap? Or actually, by that point, did you feel that there was no other choice for you, really? Yeah, I think it was the it was the latter, and, and people were saying to me at the time, um, "Oh my goodness, you're so brave! That's, that's such a courageous thing to do." And I didn't feel any of those things. Um, <laughs> if anything, I'm probably being a bit stupid walking away, as you say, from a secure job in a you know secure sector and good pay and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I just thought, do you know what? This is not it's not bringing me joy. It's I don't think if if I haven't got joy, I don't think I'm giving my best no. back to the role either. And I didn't think that was the right thing for the people I worked with or for you know the communities that we served. So you know, I needed to find that joy again. I think that's so right, actually, knowing that you can get or you can derive joy from what you're doing is so important because actually it gives you enormous amounts of boundless energy. If what you're doing gives you joy on the days when you're knackered, you feel mm. you still feel that energy because you're still connected to the joy in, in the role that you do. I think it's fantastic. So what what do you think? How does your life differ now? to then so I know I know it's not even been a year yet but in terms of your two different career lives what what feels different for you um I mean I think the, the biggest thing now is I've got that autonomy and ownership 
that you know even though I was a director in my kind of past life as I, as I call it um you, you you still didn't really have control over what you did um or what you were able to influence or what you said yes to and all of that kind of stuff and um, whereas now it is completely up to me um and I can I can choose who I want to work with when I work how I work and, and all of that, which is which is brilliant and, and what I kind of need at this stage. Um, I think the other thing that I get from this role that I felt I'd lost in my kind of past life was that personal connection. Yeah. So um, now working with clients, even between sessions, you see that incremental difference coaching can have on them and how they grow it whether it's in their confidence or in the the kind of actions that they've taken themselves um and so you get that immediate feedback and and that sense of yes it's making a difference um and and that was desperately why I loved working in the NHS and in the public service was was that I wanted to feel like I was making a difference but it was far less tangible to see mm -hmm. um, you would be in meetings and and um you know you'd be having these kind of conversations and sometimes I'd walk out of it and, and be thinking we haven't really talked about patients or staff or anything that actually really matters yeah. <laughs> um and, and and I you know that was really um demoralizing for someone who wants to kind of see that difference I think those those would be the two main things in changing roles really I think that it's it's funny, isn't it? Because people think I, I think quite often when you're at the start of your career journey and you look up at what you can see and you think, oh, those people have kind of got it made and they're making decisions and they're delegating and they're driving in the way that they want to. And actually, quite often, the, the further up you get, the the less autonomy you have in the decisions you make. And I think that comes as a huge surprise to people, especially when you've spent a long time sort of trying to carve out a career that will get you to the top of that ladder. You can then be quite surprised that it's still not what you were really hoping for. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I would be the first to admit I was super ambitious. And um, when I first joined the NHS and I was kind of, I want to be a director by the time I'm in my early thirties and, um, you know, but, now I think, well, what, why did I want to be that? And it was because I wanted to feel like I had ownership and I could, you know, be direct the, you know, what I thought was the right way and all of that kind of stuff. But um, now I just, yeah, look back and think that really wasn't the be all and end all. And you really didn't have the power or the influence that you think you have at, at that level. No, sadly not. It'd be nice if it were the case, wouldn't it? But no, sadly not. So tell us a little bit more then you were you were lying on I, I'm picturing you lying on the beach in the sunshine enjoying a cocktail of some sort and thinking about what it is that you would do at what point did Sunday Skies kind of pop into your head when did that first sort of take seed as an actual thing and and did you have the name first or did you have the business first <laughs> I had the business idea first um I uh 
so it wasn't on the holiday that I kind of had the idea of, of the business and as I say I had that time where I just kind of got to the point of boredom and I literally had watched everything on Netflix and, <laughs> and read all the books that I'd had to read and and um, I started thinking right what am I going to do now and what am I going to do next and um, I made a bit of a list of all the things that I loved about my previous roles and mm-hmm. um, all the things that I thought I was good at and um, all the things that other people had told me were my key skills and um, and the things that I suppose I found interesting in my personal life so and and I, I suppose I did lots of different mind maps and then try to overlay them to see whether there were any common themes and anything there that sparked an idea of of what I could do next and one of the I suppose the things that really um that I really enjoyed in my past career was when I was working with individuals on their own leadership journeys um, and seeing people who were perhaps brilliant um, operational managers that were then moved into more senior roles but hadn't been developed and didn't really have an understanding of of the broader um, expectations of them as a leader and um, with my kind of background of comms and engagement uh, didn't really know how to you know connect with their staff how to work with their communities how to network and influence other people um, and I've you know worked with quite a few people like that in my career and I loved going on a journey with them where they perhaps thought um, that what I did was the fluffy stuff of writing a newsletter or staff briefing or something um, to actually sitting down with them and, and what, finding out what their personal vision was and what what kind of they saw for the organisation and what their true self was. This is the point at which my internet connection decided to go decidedly flaky, so we lose Lee for a couple of seconds, but I try and pick up the conversation as quickly as I can when we come back. Bear with. <laughs> I don't know what happened then. <laughs> Sorry, my internet connection went all wibbly and then it just went. See, this is this is the bit at which I can edit out and start again. That's fine. So Lee, Lee and I were having a conversation earlier about editing and, and things. And I said, I don't normally I do it in one, one fell swoop, but this is one where we'll have to edit out the bit where my internet signal goes woolly in the middle. I wonder whether that's children downstairs playing on games. I'm really sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So I'm going to pick up on what on on one of the things I heard you saying before I disappeared into the ether somewhere. So I'm curious about the connection between the PR and the comms and the coaching and development. So do you do you bring those together very much in a thinking about what your what your brand is, what your business stands for, how you put your um, yourself out there through your business? Is that where the link comes for you? Yeah, um, so I'd say I say I've got almost two buckets of of people that I, I work with. So one is the leadership side. So people who have um, you know great operational experience, moving into that more senior leadership role, and just don't have the confidence 
or the knowledge or the skills because they've not been trained in that which is perfectly you know fine um, uh, and helping them to really be step into that role of, of the, the whole leader that they need to be and to build their skills of how they network with others how they build that connection how they tell their own story in their authentic way yeah it doesn't feel very kind of trite and corporate and, and all of that and then on the other side working with um small businesses and business owners who um perhaps spend all their time working in the business and not enough time working on the business so haven't quite honed what their niche is don't really know how to connect with their customers don't really know how to um you know position the products that they've got and all of that kind of stuff so yeah using coaching conversations but being able I suppose to for using my kind of experience that that I can ask perhaps different types of questions than, than another coach might just because I understand some of the things that they're striving for I love that nuance between working in the business and working on the business. I'd not thought about that sort of split before. That's really interesting. And and so there's there's kind of two strands there, aren't there? There's, there's one about thinking about how you support and develop people to step up into a new role. And I think that absolutely, I mean, my experience is, is almost all NHS. So I've been in the NHS for 21 years. So the majority of my working career um, in fact, before that, it was Habitat. So I don't really know if, if that even even counts as a, I did it full time. It was a good job. But it was hard work. Um, but yes, it wasn't really my career. Um, and, and I think that in the NHS, we're not very good at developing people to step up. We see potential in people and we promote them. And then we wonder why they flounder. Because yeah. actually quite often what we do sometimes is promote an incredibly good experienced nurse into a role of more authority or leadership, but without giving them the skills that will support them in that role. And the same, you talked about operational managers, it's the same, you know, you see really good service managers, but we don't help them to take the step up into that sort of general management approach when they get there. And I think we do that really badly and we wonder why people either don't live up to their potential or do a job not as well when they've done a brilliant job before why are they not doing it as well and I think it's because we don't take the time to understand what we need to do to support them into that next step it's almost like you train them you 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 get trained to a certain point and then you move on and then you have to learn how to do that job rather than getting people ready to make that step so that's kind of the one strand and then the other strand is around people who are entrepreneurs who are running their own business and how do they work on their business and not just in their business I think it's I think it's really really valuable actually and there's a lot of you know synergy between the two because at the end of the day it's helping that individual build their own confidence in their self and the story that they are trying to tell other people and so it doesn't really matter what type of business you're doing or whether or whether you are a one-man band or you run a multi-million pound organization you are a leader and therefore you know you you need to develop some of those perhaps what are seen as softer skills and what what sort of things so how would someone know that they would benefit from working with you so what would you notice in yourself that might be a trigger to think ah oh, actually working with someone like lee from sunday skies would be a really valuable investment um, 
I think that, that's that's really good because often people don't recognise it, um, particularly in organisations. It could be um, their boss or the chairman might say, you know, I think you need to work a little bit more on your people skills or, you know, you, know, you need to be out a bit more representing the organisation externally. And they'll say stuff like that. And, and as, a, as an individual, you might be thinking, oh my God, what does that mean? What, what should I be doing? And, and it's at that point that it's working with someone like me, I can I can map out what that might look like and, and what might feel natural to them and, and what skills they might need to develop so that they feel a bit more um, relaxed and at ease doing that. Um, and and it, or it could be someone that's perhaps joining um, their first senior leadership role or joining a new organisation and they're getting in that mindset of how do I transition into this new role Mm. how do I um, make an impact make the right connections make the the I suppose the 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 journey that I want to go on with this organization how can I get in that headspace before I start and in that say first hundred days of me being there um you know what what's that going to look like and one of my programs is specifically working with people who are stepping into that senior leadership role to get them in the right headspace so that they make that impact kind of before they start the job far less when they're in it brilliant that's amazing and then for for entrepreneurs or people who are running their own business what would be some of the um I, I guess what what sort of things would you notice if suddenly you might realize you're spending more time being in the work than actually working on your business what might you notice what might be the things that you think are oh, actually I'm lacking this or I haven't focused on that or what what sort of things might those be um, I mean some of the common th- uh, issues that I'm working with people on are is perhaps they're not managing their time um, and they're, they feel really um, they're spending all their time doing stuff for the business so it could be that they're working with clients or customers or, or whoever their, their base is um, and behind the scenes you know it's, it's, it's the typical kind of swan on the water but behind the scenes they're panicking and they don't they're, they're not on top of anything and they're they they've got an ambition that they want to expand and get make more money and, and get more income and they just don't even know where to start because they've never marketed their business they don't know how to um dedicate that time into promoting it or building the connections or anything like that so um yeah it's usually it's usually people who as I say they, they really want to step up where their business is yeah. and take it to that next level it's funny isn't it so when you when you think about things like that and about service to service help so I I was talking um I had on the podcast last season a woman called Emma Boatman who's a virtual she runs a virtual PA company and she's fantastic and we were talking about what she really does what the nub of what she does is she gives people their time back and actually sometimes we forget to invest in ourselves because it feels like either it feels like a big monetary investment or it feels like a lot of time to invest and quite often and I think specifically as women it feels like it's a very it should be a very low priority because actually it's it's something for us it feels indulgent it feels Mm. something that actually we should be 
sorting out everyone else's priorities first and then we can focus on us if we've got enough time and energy left over but actually if you flip it and if you do spend time focusing on yourself and your own development and and how you want your business to land and what you want that to look like it makes things easier in the long run and it gives you an extra set of skills an extra level of energy helps you derive more joy and for me it sounds like that's exactly what you're providing is that capacity for headspace and time and to give people a better platform to jump off almost yeah and and a lot of times or one of the I suppose the most frequent things that I'm noticing with with the people that I'm working with is it can be as simple as that they've launched their business but they've never really thought about who their ideal client is so who they're aiming who are they talking to in in everything that they're doing Um, and so we can spend quite a bit of time just working on what's their niche and how do their products meet that niche and you know how niche can you be because (laughs) you know it can be it can be massive and and you could still be that could still be too big a pool that you're trying to fish in so how can you make that pool as small as possible so that your ideal customer comes and finds you Mm -hmm. Um, and and in doing that and identifying who their ideal client is just opens up this whole new world of opportunities to them in how they market themselves how they set up their products and and their service offering or, or whatever it might be how they structure to their business so the whole load of business benefits come just perhaps through one simple conversation and I'm imagining that you will be able to speak about this with authority not just because you are a trained coach not just because you've got 20 years of PR and communications experience but because you have set up your own business and you have been through this process yourself you've probably self-coached your way through the same conversations as part of Sunday Skies yeah absolutely um and even I at the beginning kind of thought I had my niche and I niched down and niched down and really kind of honed in on that and even now I'd still think there's probably scope that I could go a a one level kind of further and you know that's part of my learning and my journey as as the business develops. What do you think some of the more challenging parts of setting up your own business has been what either what's what where have you got stuck or what has surprised you that you thought would be a doddle or is there anything like that um so (laughs) I mean for sure there's been a whole load of stuff that I now have to do for myself that in a past life I would have had teams doing for me and (laughs) and they'd probably laugh at (laughs) my little efforts to try and do stuff (laughs) um and but actually I I found it hugely um kind of enlightening and enjoyable it's I'm learning new skills every day and um things like going to I met my accountant earlier this week and was trained on my um, bookkeeping software which oh my god finance meetings in my past life I would have done anything to avoid because I, I'm, just, I'm not a numbers person <laughs> but I was you know I sat at home when I got home watching tv logging all my expenses and everything I loved it amazing it's funny actually how much stuff you have to become comfortable very quickly with especially if you are a one-woman band so you know, from registering a business name to setting up a website, designing your website, learning how to record podcasts and put those out, 
learning about how to do Instagram, learning about sales, learning about marketing, learning about log keeping, bookkeeping, finances. And you, you don't realize how much there is until you start doing it. And you don't realize how little you know until you start trying to do some of the stuff, do you? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate that I've been part of um, a, a really great, um, well, a couple of great networks of people who have been in similar, you, you and I are in one together. Yeah. That we, So I've been able to just put out the odd feeler here and there when I just think I don't even know where to start or what have you guys done? And, and that's been great. Um, and for me, being able to feel part of a community when you work on your own has, has been really important. And that, again, was something I didn't want to lose, kind of being on my own. Um, but I think one of my biggest challenges, which I, which you kind of alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, is I've spent 20 years behind the scenes advising other people <laughs> how to promote themselves, how to do interviews, you know, being in front of the camera and... And I'm having to do that for myself now. And, and it's hugely, I'm not someone who likes to be the centre of attention. And um, so that's been, you really stretched me out of my comfort zone. Um, <laughs> and I actually text one of my friends who um, I used to work with and she was always my go-to person for media interviews and um, <clears throat> any photo shoots and stuff. And I, I, when I did the photo shoot for my website, I messaged her on the way home going I am so sorry for the torture I've put you through <laughs> for the last seven years I now understand <laughs> and she loved it she, you know it was like revenged her <laughs> it's brilliant. I love that yeah it's, it's funny isn't it so I feel really happy that you've pushed yourself out of the comfort zone because that's what I teach my my clients to do is how to get out of your comfort zone but actually I have to remind myself to do it as well because you have to be able to do these things in order to be authentic don't you but it's quite terrifying doing them sometimes absolutely so um but you know every every, I I have tried to set myself the challenge of setting up the new business you know for me I never thought I was going to be owning my own business at any point that was never on my kind of life plan and and I'm here and so that's hugely stepping out of my comfort zone um and I want to say yes to more opportunities because I just think life is so short and um, I would hate to be at a point where you look back and you think, oh, I just wish I'd done that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There is something about remembering that when you're making decisions, when you're saying your yeses or your noes of actually, is it something that I'm going to look back on and think, oh, if only, if only I'd done that. Really, really important to reflect on it. So I just want to ask you, why Sunday Skies? Where did the name come from? Um, it's a bit of a random one, but I I was playing around with loads of different names because I didn't want um uh, I didn't want to use my own name that you know that's didn't want to be the centre of attention. It isn't about <laughs> me, <laughs> so I didn't want my own name, and I didn't want anything that sounded too corporate. Nor did I want something that sounded so um, kind of airy fairy that corporate organisations wouldn't want to work with me. Sure. And um, so I was playing around with with different things, and uh, two completely unrelated words came together. Um, so the Sunday for me is the day of the week where um, you reflect on the week that's been and you reset yourself for, for the week ahead. Um, and 
I suppose coaching in in a sense is how do you look forward and plan, but using your experiences of the past to kind of um, to learn from really. So so I, there was a synergy there for me. And then the skies, um, I've always had my kind of epiphany moments. Usually, as you say, with a cocktail in my hands, sat on the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but just looking up at the sky I just think there's something so beautiful about the, the the vastness and how infinite it is and the the art of the kind of possible possible so um yeah I, I felt that the the name for me just reflected that sense of aspiration anything is possible and look into the future I love that. And I think it's such an appealing name. It just draws you in. It feels it's very it's clever with the alliteration and the the image it portrays and the sense of feeling it gives you, I think, is just lovely. I think it's just so fab. And you must <laughs> go look at um, uh, Lee's uh, logo as well, because it's just beautiful, that sort of wash of blue. And we were talking weren't we, before we went on about so it's a it's a circle that's got sort of a watercolored blue color in it. And you were saying about how you loved the circle as well. Yeah, so the, the circle um, is a symbol for infinity. And it, it was the, the logo wasn't designed with that in mind. But on reflection, when I looked at it and I thought that the circle being in the middle of the name was just perfect because it absolutely ties in with the name and that sense of anything is possible. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. I really love it. So what's next for Sunday Skies? Um, well, really, I think I've only just got started. So I, I, I just want to build on where I've got to and um, I need to promote the business and, you know, feel like... I, I Yeah, that, that I suppose I'm, I'm developing that the company is developing and that I am able to feel like I can say yes I'm making a difference to to people's lives so I haven't got any kind of grand plans of pushing myself out of my comfort zone like doing stuff <laughs> like this is obviously yeah is up there but I just want to make the most of the business and um, I know it's a crazy time at the minute with kind of covid and so many businesses and people are struggling out there and actually i think that there are opportunities with the types of services that i offer because people will be looking to either they might be setting up their own businesses and needing that support or they might be um you know moving into new roles and whatnot so um i think that there is actually there isn't a better time than now for me to be focusing on my own business absolutely and it feels it feels strange, doesn't it, to be focusing on a business during lockdown when so many people are actually facing huge difficulties, but it doesn't mean that the need for the service isn't still there. And it just means that if you stop, you're depriving people who would benefit from your service from getting it. It's a, yeah. it's really, it's a thing I've really wrangled with over the, the past few months. Um, it's an interesting thing to explore, I think. Mm. Um, and so I, th I think a lot of my audience are um, either have their own side hustle or have started their own business or are thinking about moving into that area. So from for anyone who is listening to you thinking, oh, my goodness, I need that 
epiphany on a holiday somewhere where I just come back and hand in my notice. Um, for anyone who is thinking about how do you make that shift from employment to entrepreneurship, what, what advice would you give people, do you think? Um, I mean, I recognise that I am very lucky that I was just able to do a clean break in that sense. And, and that probably isn't the most natural route for, for people um, that, as you say, they develop a side hustle or, or whatnot. Um, I don't regret it for a minute that that is how I've done it. Um, I think it was the best decision and this business wouldn't have borne out of, of anything if I hadn't just stopped one thing, taken that break and, and then concentrated on, on what was next. Um, I kind of I've had people ask me this before in terms of what would you say to anyone else who's who's looking to make a change or are unhappy with where they are in their kind of current job and whatnot and I would I would say ask yourself what would need to happen for you to be satisfied with that situation and then think of what the alternative option could be and then focus in on which of those scenarios brings you the most joy and go go with that I love that and I love the fact that you spent so much time thinking about what your strengths were what you heard from other people where your interests lay what brought you joy in a workspace what you wanted from that and actually doing some of that thinking is is really important it's it's hard work to make a decision like that so you may as well invest the time and do it properly. Um, so I, I think that's that's really good advice to be thinking about the options and asking yourself some of the, the trickier questions. But I love yeah. hearing that you haven't regretted it once. No, no, it is, it's by far the, uh, the best decision that, that I've made. And going back to what we were talking about before, that sense of you know, life is too short. And I was, I was listening to a podcast earlier this week with um, Kiki K found the Kiki K founder. And then um, she was saying that one of her kind of hundred dreams is that she's going to live to till she is 120 years old. And for her, that still isn't long enough to achieve everything that she wants to achieve. Um, and that, so that sense of, you, you've just got to make the most of any opportunity and never feel like you have missed some time or if you were to look back you've regretted that you haven't taken an action if you've had that opportunity to do it. Absolutely gosh that is such a valuable point. Mm. Lee I think that that feels like a really really good point to leave people thinking about so while they're dwelling on that and thinking what they can do to make the most of their short and important life um how can people get hold of you if they want to work with you or find out more about what you do what's the best place for people to find you um they can visit my website which is www.sundayskies.com and i'm on all good social media platforms <laughs> i go as sunday skies or um i'm on instagram and twitter as uh, lee griffith as well so you can look me up either way <laughs> fantastic and we'll drop all that information in the show notes so people can easily find you um i've i'm so grateful to you for leaping out of your comfort zone slightly and putting yourself center stage for doing this i really appreciate it 
been lovely chatting to you and um i i just think that there are great things in store for sunday skies i think it's just such a beautiful um concept to help people take that step up into their potential i think is just wonderful so thank you for what you're doing and thank you for taking the time out to speak with me today thank you and we'll catch up soon thanks lee thank you So are you feeling inspired now? Going to lean in and think about what you might want to do? I love Lee's advice about really thinking carefully about what it is that you love in your job and what you love to do and where you get your energy from. So important to lean into these questions. I hope she's given you some good things to think about and I look forward to seeing you soon. And as always, if there's anyone you think I should be talking to, any woman who you think is inspirational, then let me know. I'd love to have a chat with them. Take care. See you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much. Thank you.